Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fancy Sparky Fiber with you. Our guy, A.R., Adam Roberts, executive producer, other side of the glass. We broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Coming up on today's show, looking forward to this one. First time I'll talk to this uh, person on the air, so we'll see. How good he really is. Jake Morley uh, from Packer Report, the Packer Day podcast, uh, also uh, does draft analyst work as well and contributes to uh, a draft guide uh, that they uh, put out. Uh, him and uh, a couple other guys. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. And I, I saw it uh, on Twitter, I'll be honest with you, and saw one of the scouting reports that they did uh, as well. Uh, on Logan Hall uh, that they tweeted out earlier today and kind of went through it, read it, kind of checked it all out, looked at it. To me, very impressive. Very impressive. You know, you guys uh, always hear Chad Ryder uh, on the air, uh, and he's a draft analyst with NFL.com, and he's been around a long, long time um, doing what he does, but Years and years and years and years ago, back in like the, the late 90s or whatever it would be, um, that this is that's exactly how he started. And he did his own draft guides and he would he would send it to me and uh Steve the Homer True was the host of the show I produced back in the day. And we'd page through it and look and we're like, damn, this is really good. And started getting them on uh and and having them on the radio. And then when I came over here. Uh, when SSP started back in 2005, I've always kind of had him on ever since and kind of just watched his career kind of blow up into what it is now, which is highly respected around the league. Peter King just mentioned him in a piece a couple weeks ago or whatever else. So, so proud of Chad Ryder for for where he came from. Uh, and again, guys, look, man, y'all got a dream about wanting to be an NFL scout or uh, you know wanting to to do that type of stuff. With the way social media is today, yeah, it's, it's unlimited. You know, if if you put together a good product and, and so forth, and you know, all it takes is one person uh, with one type of uh, strong opinion on how good they think you may be within an organization or within 
a media organization, and all of a sudden you become somebody to to watch out for. Matt Miller, that's another guy. He's been around 100 years too, um, and now he's at ESPN. Uh, and he was at Bleacher Report. He's been all over the place. And now he's at ESPN uh, and kind of had his whole thing blow up. I, I just, I love, 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 love giving guys the opportunity to kind of promote things when, you know, they're trying to get going and, and so forth. A 224. That's a crazy 225 number. profiles. That's a lot of profiles, Adam. That's a lot. And I'm going over the uh, Logan Hall one that you were mentioning. Yeah. I got it up at Jacob Morley. This is written with the kind of detail I used to write about high school basketball games around this time of year. It is sure. very laid out. It's very well done. So that's why I want to get him on. Um, like I said, I've never heard him do an interview. I have no idea what we're getting ourselves into. But um, I, I think the the draft guide itself, based on the one sample that he tweeted out, is really, really good. So uh, we'll get his thoughts on that. I, I, I want to um, start off the show before we get into the draft talk with him in about 10 minutes or so. Um, and talk about a couple, well, really one main thing that I normally never talk about on the radio because, um, I don't think it really applies to everybody in those situations. Cause it's kind of a, a niche thing, uh, with entertainment, but I do feel like sports talk does have, um, a larger percentage of the audience probably. Uh, classic rock probably has a larger percentage of the audience. Uh, country music, maybe, uh, of the fans um, of, say, wrestling. Kofi Kingston was just on earlier this week on uh, the Bart Winkler show, uh, and that was pretty cool. That was a really good interview. And I heard Bart this morning um, talking about how the fact it, it got picked up by all these different uh, websites and so forth. Uh, and all of that, and uh, how it kind of blew up within the wrestling industry or whatever else. I saw this story, and I I want to vent about something about wrestling. Um, I vent about it on social media from time to time. I think I vented once maybe on this show, but I'm going to continue to vent. Stephen A. Smith, of all people, by the way. Uh, oh, this will be good. He He's the one that had the story on first take. Triple H. Uh, one of the best-known professional wrestling stars the last several decades, will not perform in the ring ever again, he told Stephen A. Smith on ESPN's first take on Friday. Uh, the WWE legend went into heart failure last September following a bout with viral pneumonia, he said, and there were moments when he was not sure if he would make it. Uh, he made his debut in 1995 in WWE and is a 14-time world champ. He says, I will never lose again. First of all, I have a defibrillator in my chest, which, you know, probably uh, not a good idea for me to get zapped uh, on live TV. Totally agree. Obviously. Uh, he said doctors told him his heart was working at a fraction of full strength and he was in bad heart failure. Uh, he said, quote, I was nosediving and sort of at that one yard line of where you don't want to be really for your family and your future. There's moments uh, in there when they're putting you out for stuff and you think, is this it? Do you wake up from this? That's tough to swallow and makes you think differently. His last WrestleMania match was in 2019 against Dave Batista. So let's, let's, um, let's talk about this for a, a brief second. And what I should have done and I didn't do, and I, and I probably still have time to do it. Maybe at some point, maybe I make it a podcast versus doing it on the air, but 
uh, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. Uh, Dave Hero does a great job, great promoter, uh, Blizzard Brawl, and, and all of that stuff. And those of you um, that have listened to the station for a long time know that back in the day, I was the ladies wrestling champ uh, for Great Lakes Championship Wrestling um, and did it. I, I didn't know what I was doing or nothing like that. So don't, don't get mixed up thinking, I yeah, oh, Sparky was a wrestler. No, no, I had no idea what I was doing. But uh, it was fun. And uh, I appreciate all the, you know, former WWE wrestlers and former WCW wrestlers uh, that I got a chance to mess around with um, and, and have fun with. And for the most part, I enjoyed all of them. But one, y'all know which one that is. We don't have to cover that again. Uh, but either way, so I, I mean, I, I completely appreciate it. But I'm here to tell you, man. I mean, I've sat in the back. I've heard, and I'm not going to get into names, but I've heard these guys tell stories about how horrible their nights are, how much pain they're constantly in what they go through and they're still wrestling wrestling independent shows that wrestling in front of 50,000 people in a in a football or baseball stadium somewhere wrestling in front of a couple hundred people few hundred people thousand people maybe bigger independent shows still doing it love it ton of pain ton of pain medication and every other thing they can think of Try to help dull the pain so they can get a couple hours of sleep at night. Surgery after surgery after surgery after surgery. Still going. After they've been wrestling 15, 10, 15 years, whatever the case may be. Back in the day on the on the uh, big show, we had Kurt Angle in studio. And we had a chance to talk to Kurt. Come to find out, Kurt Angle and Gary... Elverson were represented by the same representation back from when Gary played to where Kurt was at that point. Um, so they had a lot to talk about. And Kurt Angle talked on the air about all the stuff he'd been through in his career. And that dude wrestled for years after we talked to him. And his neck and everything else, horrible. Now you're probably going, where are you going with this? I am. Um, what do I want to use? Not heartbroken. I don't know if disappointed is the word. I get angry. I don't watch wrestling anymore. Like, so I don't, I don't watch WWE. I don't watch AEW. Um, I don't do any of that. Now I know a lot of you do. I see a lot of you guys tweeting about it and that's kind of where I get what I'm about to say from because I'm not watching. But when I see a guy in his 60s it goes by the name Sting in his 60s. Jumping off the top of things, you know, 15, 20, 50 feet in the air, whatever it is, and come crashing down in his 60s. It's ridiculous. Simple and sweet. It's ridiculous. And I don't care if he wants to do it or not. At some point, Somebody needs to have a conscience and stop it. Uh, Tony Khan runs WWE. And obviously, I'm going to put blame there. But or AEW, what did I say? Well, I'm sorry, what did I say? You said WWE. Oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry, AEW, yeah. Tony Khan, AEW. So, 
My point in all this is the people that run these organizations should have a heart, should have a conscience, and should stop a lot of this nonsense. How old was Undertaker by the time he got done? I mean, th- th- I, I, I just, I don't get it, man. I mean, I understand you love it. Um, you, you, you love the adrenaline rush of the crowd um, and everything that goes with it. You love being in the locker room with the guys and the girls and all of that stuff. And like, I, I get it, right? I mean, it's, it's probably no different than a football player or a baseball player or a basketball player or whatever. The difference is these dudes ain't playing into their 50s and 60s these type of sports. You imagine being a wide receiver going over the middle at 62 and taking a hit. You crazy? There's no way. And I know it's fake, Sparky. I'm telling you right now, you think it's fake? You go climb up to where he was way up in the air and jump. I don't care how fake you think it is. You're going to feel something. I promise you, you're going to feel something. And when you're in your 60s, you're really going to feel something. These guys get hurt all the time. These guys get hurt during matches, still finish matches. And then the next thing you know, you see a picture of them in a hospital bed. And the reason why these guys are still performing is because the writers stink. And they can't come up with anything other than relying on these older wrestlers to continue to wrestle. They got nothing. Tony Khan did AEW and said, how am I going to bring people to the TV? Oh, yeah, let's go get the 60-year-old and the Hardys and all these other guys that WWE was done with. Let's get them, put them back in the ring. Doesn't really matter what happens to them because I don't really care. But I know all these guys that watch wrestling that are in their 40s and 50s, they're all going to tune it in, and that's what we want. That's what our sponsors want, so let's keep running them out there. It's so... Sickening. I guess that's the word I'll use. Sickening. You want to grow up? You want to be a wrestler? I'm all for it. Go do it. You can make a good amount of money if you get to the top level. Make a good amount of money. You get to a WWE or whatever. Sure. You know the consequences of what you're going to put your body through, what you're going to put your brain and your head through. As long as you know all of that and what life feels like after when it's done, Go for it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to become a, a a wrestler if you want to become a wrestler. My issue isn't with anybody wanting to be a wrestler. My issue is with those people in charge allowing senior citizens to be out there wrestling still at that age. Beyond stupid. Beyond stupid. All right. Coming up next. Sorry. I've been wanting to do that for a while. And because we have an interview now, I, I figured I'd take the first segment to say what I had to say. Uh, and you can tweet me at Sparky Radio or at 1250 AM The Fan if you'd like to discuss that further. Feel free. Uh, Jake Morley, our guy, Packer Report, Packer Day Podcast, has a great draft guide that him and a couple other guys came up with. I saw a profile on Logan Hall that they tweeted out earlier today at Jacob Morley. Thought it was really, really well done and wanted to see if you wanted to come on and talk about it. So we'll talk with him next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Affordable family fun. Check them out at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Being joined now by a guy that I followed on Twitter for a long time. I didn't realize 
uh, that he was necessarily a, a big draft dude. Uh, but I realized that today when he tweeted out a snapshot uh, of his draft guy that him and a couple other guys do, uh, and his name is Jacob Morley, Jake Morley on Twitter at Jacob Morley, Pack-A-Day Podcast, Packer Report. I'm sure a lot of you fine folks on Twitter know who uh, he is and, and follow him on Twitter like I do. Uh, but when I saw the profile uh, that he tweeted out of Logan Hall, I was really impressed. I was like, hey. This, this is good. This is really good. And uh, I like promoting really good. And he joins us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. What's going on, Jacob? How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Doing really good. You know, I was saying earlier when we started the show and we were talking about we were going to have you on that uh, a friend of mine, Chad Ryder, uh, who is a draft analyst for NFL.com, uh, essentially started the exact same way as you, other than the fact there was no social media uh, back then like there is now. Uh, and he started doing draft guides and so forth and would send them to people in the media or whatever else and got a hold of it and started having them on. And, uh, you know, the right people started listening and hearing and seeing. And the next thing you know, it blew up. And he's worked in the NFL now for I don't know how long it's been, 20 years or whatever, uh, and is now with NFL.com. And I use him as an example because guys like you that do this stuff for fun or whatever the case may be, you're really putting yourself in a position, depending on who sees it and so forth, uh, to maybe end up in an organization or end up with uh, some type of media organization at some point. Yeah, Chad. Chad's a real one. Chad is one of the OGs for sure. He's someone that you know me and my buddies talk about. As there, there are guys that you kind of look to that are like, man, if this dude says something, you know, your ears kind of perk up. And, and Chad is definitely one of those guys. So. Uh, just you even giving me that comparison, man. That's uh, that's very high praise. I appreciate that. Well, I, I'm very impressed by what I saw. Um, and if I wasn't, I obviously wouldn't have would, wouldn't have got you on. So l- let's talk about who all is involved in this draft guide because you're talking 225 profiles. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So I mean, a few years ago, I met you know one of my really good buddies in college, and we kind of had one of those moments where you know, hey, did we just become best friends <laughs> type thing when we just started really nerding out over the draft and. Um, years down the road, that's my buddy Kent Swanson. He he actually writes for the Kansas City Sports Network now. Uh, they've been kind. Of, they kind. Of, they used to work at Arrowhead Pride, which is a Chiefs uh, yep. affiliate totally website. Right yep. And uh, and so they've kind of parlayed that into um, their own thing. But so we have been doing a draft guide for the Chiefs for the last three years, um, and we've kind of spun that into can we get into other markets? You know, we've had a lot of success with the Chiefs guide and. So we brought some other guys on that are more Packers specific, uh, myself included, and good buddy uh, Jacob Westendorf. He's he's writing with us for the Packers now. So we kind of took the the same format for what we do for all of our players. So 225 guys with profiles, over 300 ranked players. Um, but what you would get in the Green Bay draft guide is a specific fit for the Green Bay Packers. So you know if you go out and buy these other draft guides, those are those are great. You know, but I think as Packers fans, we always like seeing stuff about how is this specific then to my team specifically. So um, I think that's kind of the the niche that we're trying to get into with kind of going to these other markets and stuff. And, um, you know, we've had just a, a really, really great um, turnout so far. Um, feel really supported from Packers fans. Uh, just kind of this thing has taken off really more more than we really even just expected because it really did start as just a passion project, something that we just enjoy doing. 
And now it's something that it's still odd to me to have people come to me and ask me, hey, you know, people that I really respect in this business be like, hey, have you watched, you know, Player X so far? What did you think about this guy? And just to still kind of be in to be even be involved in those conversations, because that's all we really ever wanted when we started doing this type of stuff is, can I just be part of the conversation? And so, man, it's been it has been so much fun and uh, we're excited where we're at right now, but we're also excited to keep growing this thing. So, OK, I have a lot of questions based off of your one answer. So my, my first question is, you say it's market specific. So if I got one of these Packer guides uh, and I got a Kansas City Chiefs draft guide as well. The same players aren't going to be in both of them. I mean, there may be similarities, but there's also going to be differences, you're saying? Right. So the biggest differences will be team fit. Um, so for each profile, like you saw with the Logan Hall one today, um, there's going to be you know his, his general profile, how he fits with the team, and then um, ranking will be different just based off of like what we think. Because you know, as we know, as you get deeper into this, this draft stuff, um, the Packers and the Chiefs don't always target the same types of guys. Right. You know, there are guys that you'll go in and you'll read through it and say in the Chiefs guide for like, like Logan Hall is a great example. Um, Logan Hall would be a, a high fit for the Packers because of his versatility across the board, um, his ability to play, you know, in that odd front type defense, that three, four defense in Kansas City. It would be a little bit more up in the air. He would not be as high of a fit because, you know, what do you do with this kid? Is he is he a three tech? Well, they already have a three tech in Chris Jones, so maybe he's not as high of a fit there. He's definitely not a nose tackle. He's not going to two gap, and he's definitely not a, a defensive end. You know, so it, these guys fit different, and so it is interesting to look at how teams view these players and how they're going to rank within their system. Um, and then the other big, you know, big differences for these guides are like, for example, for any other market they're going to have feature articles in there too, explaining, you know, talking about their off seasons with this and that um, for the Packers specific one. Um, Jacob is actually writing a really cool article talking about, you know, the Packers seem to be all in, like how is this played out for other teams that have seemingly been all in? Um, and then I'm actually working on right now, just kind of looking at different athletic profiles that we know about Goody and kind of what he's liked in the past and different trends and, you know, of 300 players on there that you can look through as a fan and if they're taken or if they're not taken kind of just have a, a quick easy checklist of you know what we know about the Packers is they like freak athletes at certain positions um, they love you know younger they love younger players like 20 21 year old they Kenny love Clark. types of kids yeah Kenny Clark uh, the oldest guy they've ever taken in the first round is Eric Stokes and he wow. was 22 in one month you know so he had just turned 22 um, heading into the draft, so they do target players like that, and then there's you know there's different measurables and stuff like that that are all taken into account. And um, I know that's something like for myself that I'm always scouring, trying to figure out, um, and just having it in one nice compiled list, um, it's great. So I'm I'm excited for people to see that. So the other day I was on Twitter. Um, I think the guy's name was Nick Larson. I think that's who it was. I don't know, somebody, uh, but he was uh, tweeting uh, about. Um, Somebody, I forgot who it was. Um, oh, he was talking about Penn State and guys that fit into, uh, you know, Packer profile who they may be there watching because Goody was at that Penn State Pro Day. And he didn't mention Dotson, the wide receiver. And I was like, Dotson's not at the Pro Day. And he's like, well, no, he doesn't fit into the profile. And I was like, well, that's interesting because I just saw um, Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft and he had him going to the Packers. 
Uh, and then he listed all, all of these attributes of which the Packers, you know, want you to reach for size-wise, 40 time, shuttle time, cone drill, all this stuff that normally fits into a uh, a Packer profile. So I, I'm guessing that the same thing, uh, you know, fits into what you guys do as well. Having said that, I'll ask you. So they, I got two picks in the first round. So give me some wide receivers that would fit into what the Packers are looking for right now. Well, just based off of what they've done in the past, there's two guys that legit check every single box, and that is George Pickens out of Georgia and Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. Two kids that are, you know, have they have the requisite size, speed, um, their production has been good in college. Um, so those are two guys to keep an eye on. And I know some people might be saying, well, Christian Watson at the end of the first, that seems a little bit high. And it might be, but I don't think he's going to be there at the end of round two, not with the type of offseason that he's had. So if they really love that kid and they are really going to stick to their athletic profiles and, and whatnot, um, then those two guys are guys I would keep an eye on. I think every Packers fan right now is obsessed with Chris Olave, and I'm one of them. I, Chris Olave is my number one fit for the Packers. I think he is ready to come in, and um, I compared him – I don't think he is Justin Jefferson, but I think in this offense, he can come in and have a similar impact as rookie year uh, to kind of be that guy that is going to catch 80 balls, is going to be able to go for 1,200 yards, you know, eight to 10, eight to 10 touchdowns. He, to me, is that type of receiver that he runs an NFL route tree. Um, he's got a ton of good coaching under his belt being at Ohio State. I think he's going to come in and hit the ground running. With him, the only thing with him is they would have to fudge a little bit on the weight. Um, because he's the threshold is like 190. Um, they don't really, they've never really rostered a guy lighter than 190. Even Cobb, when he came in, used that that 190 range. Um, but with that said, they've they've been able to fudge on those things a little bit in the past. Like Jair Alexander is a great example of that, of a kid that we would always talk about. Hey, they're not going to take him because he's he's not 5'11 or he's not 5'10 and three five eight, whatever the threshold was. And then they did, and they took him. And then they went to Goody, and they talked to him like, hey, this kid was a little bit under your threshold. And he basically admitted, he's like, we're willing to fudge on some of this stuff if we really love the player. And I think Chris Olave could be a kid like that, where it's like, hey, we would like him to be, you know, in that 195 range, but I think he was at like 187 or something like that. So it's close, you know, and and it might be something like, you know, maybe he should have just had a hamburger for lunch that day. He would have weighed in in their, in their right range. So, you know, all this stuff is to say too, Sparky, like they could completely blow our minds. This is the Green Bay Packers we're talking about. They we took Jordan Love. At that point, now exactly. everything's up in the air. Let's be honest. Exactly. And they traded up to get Jordan Love. Precisely, right? I mean, you 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 stack all this stuff, you look at all these trends, you do all these things, and then the Packers are gonna go do whatever the Packers do. So that's kind of the fun of it too, though, with you know, anyone that follows the draft. You can never really rule anyone out. Like, I know people will the, – the number one thing people always love to say whenever you put a mock draft together or you do anything like that is, that guy's not going to be there. And every year, there's a guy that's there that you didn't think was going to be there. You know, so that I think that's the fun part of the draft, right, is the unpredictability of it. Um, you know, hope springs eternal in the NFL draft. You just kind of – you get to know your players, you get to love them, all that stuff. So – I think that's the appeal, um, and like we said, 
Jordan Love was once a first-round draft pick for the Packers, so who really knows? How do people go about getting this draft guy? 225 profiles. Uh, it sounds really good. It looks really good from what we can see uh, on the tweet that you sent out, at Jacob Morley. How, how do people get their hands on this? Yeah, so a few different ways. Probably the easiest way is if you go over to my Twitter account, at Jacob Morley. It's my pinned tweet right now. Um, you click the link. It's 10 bucks. That's oh, cheap. Um, you know, so not 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 breaking the bank, less than your Chipotle order. Um, it's something you're going to love having on draft day. I promise you that. Um, and then if you don't have Twitter, you can also go to uh, gumroad.com slash greenbay22 slash draft. Um, and that is gumroad.com slash greenbay22 slash draft. Um, and you guys can get hooked up with that. And like I said, um, we are all super excited for everyone to get their hands on it. Will it's a digital copy, okay? So it will be in your email inbox that you sign up with the morning of April 11th. So it's not a printed hard book copy necessarily, but you get it and you can page through it. I'm assuming it's probably pretty easy to page through digitally. Yeah, uh, and then yep. is it separated by position groups essentially? So I can just click a tab and go to whatever position group I want, or how's it set up? Yep. So it's a it'll be a digital copy. The first page. Um, will basically be an index where it's like, hey, the Packers took a, they took an edge, okay? So I'm going to click edge, and it's going to take you right to the, the group of edges, and you can kind of just scroll through it that way. That's awesome. Jacob Morley, follow him on Twitter at Jacob Morley, Packer Report, Pack-A-Day Podcast, and, of course, this great draft guide as well. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Love to get you on again in the future. Awesome. Uh, appreciate it, Sparky. We'll take care. Take care. There he is, Jacob Morley on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline of Applying for Home Renovation Loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Uh, let me tell you about my friends over at Young Express. They've been doing this for, what, 31, 32 years now, long time. The company has been listed on Inc. Magazine as one of America's fastest-growing companies for several years. Right now, they're looking to hire a dispatcher, and they have been, and they've been hiring dispatchers, and they're still looking for more. This is what they're looking for uh, right now. Have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment. Good communication skills, computer literate, an overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers, and you don't even have to have any experience. They're going to train you. Now, what you get? Competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, and a health plan. Apply today at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Drives them. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for affordable family fun and you are definitely going to want to check that out always a lot of fun to go to admirals games at panther arena uh again if you're looking for something to do that is i think the best thing to do hey can't get enough of the tourney go deeper with the ultimate college basketball tournament preview from the lockdown podcast network really the biggest moments from around the tourney plus preview the next set of games unlock sports betting tips and learn more about the tourney's budding stars listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, speaking of that tournament, uh, they're back at it again tonight in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and it's it's going to be a fun night of action. I'll, I'll tell you right now that I'm probably definitely going to watch, but guarantee you I'm going to watch, Iowa State and Miami tonight. That is going to happen for sure because I'm friends with T.J. Otzelberger uh, known him for quite a while uh, and uh, rooting for him in Iowa State uh, as they take on Miami. But this whole slate, to be honest with you, is pretty good. I mean, the first game, St. Peter's and Purdue, nobody cares about St. Peter's, but they're a Cinderella now, baby. I mean, during the season, if they would have told you uh, St. Peter's was on ESPN 10, you'd have been like, yeah, that's 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 cool. That's, that's nice. But it's free. You can watch it. I don't, I don't care. But now it's must-watch TV. How far can St. Peter's go? Can they beat Purdue? Ken Barkley was on earlier from You Better, You Bet. He doesn't think they can rebound against them. He thinks Purdue's going to roll them. So we'll see uh, what happens. But again, Matt Painter has been known to stub his toe with his program uh, in the NCAA tournament. Providence in Kansas is the second game uh, on the slate tonight. That one about 6.30 on TBS. That St. Pete's Purdue game, by the way, 6 o'clock on CBS. Uh, Providence in Kansas. I like Ed Cooley. I know he's had horrible tournament success. This is like the first time he's been on the first round or whatever. I get it. Uh, So I'll be pulling for Providence there, even though it's going to be a tough game for them to beat uh, Kansas. That North Carolina and UCLA. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I don't know how North Carolina got this far. I mean, I watched quite a few North Carolina games during the year. Watched that last game against Duke. Um, watched him annihilate Marquette. Uh, and you know, they, they've been on a run. We'll see if that run can continue. I like Hubert Davis a lot, the, the, the head coach over there at North Carolina. I think he's a good dude. Um, so we'll see what plays out there. UCLA, it looks like possibly without their best player, a big uh, so that obviously will affect UCLA. And then, again, like we said, Iowa State in Miami to wrap up the night. Larry Nega, great coach in Miami, been there for a while. Remember, he was at George Mason years ago when they made their special run in the NCAA tournament. 
Uh, and Miami uh, is beatable. Uh, so Iowa State, TJ Otzelberger might have a chance at it. They're going to have to score the basketball, though, I think. Because Iowa State, kind of like Wisconsin a little bit, in the fact that you know they want to play in the mud. They, they want to play defense, make the game low scoring, um, and and try win games that way. Play physical, get up in your face a little bit, uh, see if they can keep themselves in a the game to later uh, to win it. I think they might have a chance against Miami. Adam Roberts, who are you wanting to say something? Well, I was going to take it back to the whole St. Peter's-Purdue game. Sure. Do you remember, this would have been, I think, nine years ago, when a little scrappy upstart program named Florida Gulf Coast oh, yeah. went on a similar run? I was, uh, that was 2013, so I would have been a freshman in college during that run, and I don't know what it was. Well, yes, I do. It was all the dunks. And he I went got, from there, uh, that coach who's a Wisconsin guy or whatever, and landed the job at USC. Mm-hmm. He's still at USC. I don't know what it was. I was obsessed with those, with that team and their whole attitude, take no prisoners, throw the ball high and slam it down. Sure. I loved that. And they took out some pretty big names and almost took down Florida. Georgetown and San Diego State were not slouches in their region during that season. This St. Peter's thing, it feels similar yet different because it's a very differently run program. Florida Gulf Coast was all about the flash. And I just don't get that from St. Peter's. Now, like you said, Ken thinks Purdue's going to roll. And if I'm being honest, I think they will probably win by at least 10. Yeah, it, I, I, uh, I, I'm I, interested in seeing how far St. Peter's can go. If they can get this win against Purdue, obviously. Uh, Shaheen Holloway, he's not going to be at St. Peter's next year. Th- there's no way. I mean, he's going to get uh, uh, you know a top job. Uh, in one of these conferences, wherever it may be, whether it be at Seton Hall, if he ends up going to Seton Hall uh, to coach there or wherever, he's going to get a top gig somewhere in this country off of this run. And he's a young dude, former player. Like It makes all the sense in the world. You think Eric Musselman will stay at Arkansas? Because um, they've I had think, quite a tournament this year too. I think it all matters what program we're talking about. I mean, Duke, it's not going to be Duke. But if Duke calls, you don't turn down Duke. Uh, if North Carolina calls, you don't turn down North Carolina. Like, there are some programs, college basketball programs, you just don't say no to. But unless one of those pro- – like, for instance, if Calipari says, I'm done, I'm retiring, and Kentucky calls, he's out. Toodles. The Arkansas fans would be livid but because it's SEC. But, yeah, you go to Kentucky. If Calipari leaves, you you go to Kentucky, clearly. My thing in all of this is, I want to know, will the NBA come calling for Eric Musselman again? Remember, he's been there before. Will the NBA come calling for Eric Musselman to give him a chance to come back to the NBA uh, and coach an NBA team? Hasn't done that since 2007. Yeah, been a long time. Yep, I used to get Eric Musselman on uh, back in the day. I think I still got a number on him. Uh, I don't know if it works, but still, uh, still have a number on him. Good dude, man. Really good dude. And remember back in the day in the NBA, the knock on him was similar to Scott Skiles that, you know, he burned out, you know. Every, you know, two, three years, teams would get sick of him and wanted to move on. Well, that's perfect for college basketball because those guys are graduating in four years and you're turning over the roster. Guys are headed to the NBA and you're turning over the roster. So from that aspect, Musselman fits perfectly uh, into what he's doing in college basketball. And furthermore, talk about in-game coaches, he's good, man. He's really, really good in-game coach. You know, if you're a a team trying to build 
uh, and get better and trying to do it through youth and so forth, like say uh, a Detroit Pistons or something like that, hell yeah, I'd consider it. If, if, if I was one of those teams uh, trying to build my team up and and trying to you know be that rebuilding team that is just trying to get into the playing tournament, start there, then trying to get up to that top six seed to avoid the playing tournament, you know, that four or five year process. I'll tell you another team that I would consider, and they're god awful. If I was John Hammond, I'd consider Eric Musselman in Orlando. No, I don't know if he'd take it because they're horrible. But that might be something worth considering, I think, if you're the Orlando Magic trying to get your team all figured out. Coming up next, no need to figure out who this guy is. He is the franchise Tim Allen. There is only one. He joins us next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. The tournament continues tonight. Place to watch all your games while enjoying your own indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Indoor bocce ball, darts, pool, foosball, table tennis, shuffleboard, pool tables everywhere. While you're there, sell down, have some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus... Wednesdays and Fridays, today's Friday by the way, fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubofWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Cube Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Yes, Adam Roberts. I was just going to say, you had a little trill in your voice on that high. Did I? You sounded like, uh, who's the guy from Twisted Sister? Tim Allen, do you know D. who? D. Snyder. D. Snyder. D. Snyder. Is that who it is? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, yeah, so that, that's that's good there. He's doing he's doing some voiceover work for uh, the uh, cable channel Reels. Really? Have you ever watched Reels? I've heard of it. I don't know if I've ever watched it, it but Reels, I've heard of it. Uh, gangsters, cops. Uh, oh, yeah. Some, uh, autopsy. It's got some uh, true crime stuff, but it also has Breaking the Band. So they'll, they'll go over a timeline of, uh, events that happen to these rock bands that uh, ultimately break up, and D. Snyder is the uh, is the voiceover work on it. He does a really good job, really good job. And there's a really good money in doing voiceover work for anything uh, in radio and TV at this point. Uh, Tim Allen filling in for Rami Makhlouf today. I should, three, I two, head six. To the Q Club because Q Club, um, uh, three of my final four are still alive. What? Houston. Yeah. Purdue. Oh. Kansas. I yeah, I like two of Three those. Three of the four. Painter Painter scares me to death, but uh, yeah. I'm I'm running away with it. Uh that Sasser kid for Houston. Love him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I might, with this. I might be running away with I might be running away with this this bracket thing because everybody had Gonzaga pretty yes. much in in the brackets. Yes. Uh, Kentucky, another one. Yeah. Get to the final four or get to the championship game yep. and ultimately win it. So I may lock up this bracket. Before even the final game. Right. You very well could. Yeah. Good for you. College basketball, Tim Allen. Never in my wildest dreams did I see this coming. That's right. Never, ever, ever, ever. Uh, Hey, don't forget, uh, tournament coverage brought to you by Discount Liquor for best selection and everyday low prices. Visit their two locations on Oklahoma Avenue and then check them out downtown Waukesha Waukesha on Main and Barstow. So what do you got coming up on the show? Well, we're going to talk with Adam McAlvey, and it's been a long, long, long time since I have uh, had a chat with Adam McAlvey on the air. So I am really looking forward to that for a, for a number of reasons. Well, we get to you know talk Brewers baseball, we get to catch up with Adam McAlvey, but 
You know, in in uh, in keeping track of the Brewers, uh, we'll give you some details on how they did this week since last we spoke on Monday. Well, I, I don't believe they've won a game. They're in uh, Mesa today to face the Oakland A's. The top two in the rotation get beat up in the last couple of games. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff. Anybody worried about that? We will get to uh, some NFL transactions as well. And and those of you that. You know, it, it, it happens, Stevie, just about every year that, you know, I didn't know that I didn't know that uh, Raheem Moster is now a Dolphin. When the hell did he go to the Dolphins? Because Chase Edmonds is there, too. Yeah, we've had so many high-level elite uh, movement in the NFL this year that some of these lesser moves, uh, they fly under the radar, and, and they catch people off guard a little bit on that. So we'll, we'll get you caught up on, on uh, the skilled position players. And I know that uh, a lot of people, uh, they, they, they like to keep track of linebackers and DBs and, and in the trenches, the O and D lines. But in terms of fantasy, I mean, kind of all I care about is my skilled position No doubt. No. And you so, look at Miami, if, if Tua plays just average as far as yeah. hitting guys, they're going to score points. I thought their wide receivers were underrated in the first place, but then you add in the young rookie uh, in Waddle, and then you you add Tyreek Hill, and their their tight end is outstanding. Wilson then from it, Dallas is there. Cedric, Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson yeah. is going to be a touchdown guy for him too, a red zone target. Yeah. So that it's it it is all up to Tua, but a lot of movement in the NFL. We're going to get to uh, just a little bit, uh, giving you another reason to hate the L.A. Dodgers. And, and what's funny about that is, you know, I, uh, I've always, I guess, I guess growing up, I, I've been hypnotized by sort of the Dodger mystique a little bit. Um, uh, cool uniforms, just the L.A., and they're s- more simplistic and, and traditional. Um, and so I didn't mind them. Brewers were in the American League way back when, so it didn't. It really didn't impact the Brewers m- much. But then the Brewers moved to the NL, and they they really couldn't compete up with teams like the Dodgers. And then once now, which is where we're at now, now they can compete with a team like the Dodgers. And then you have Walker Bueller laughing at the Brewers a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. Justin Turner, pfft, yeah, you know, you're not getting him. Brewers, really? And then chuckle, chuckle. Um, so that's a reason to hate them. Uh, they bounce you out in, in the playoffs. Uh, they bounce you out of the World Series in a game. Think about that. They, they beat you in a Game 7 in 2018 and knocked you out of the World Series. Last they, year, I wanted the Dodgers in the postseason. I yep. wanted them. And I'm going to want them again this year, too, to beat them. That, that's knocked, it, to beat them. They knocked you out in a shortened playoff series in 2020. Yeah. And now Dave Roberts comes out and says, you can, you can put it on record. We're going to win the World Series. But you know what, though? Wouldn't you want Craig Council to say that? That's I mean, if I Craig would, Council no, said that, wouldn't you be like, yeah, yeah, tell him, Craig, let's go. I mean, Brewers fans would be jacked if he said something like that. It, it, it is all perspective, and I get it, and I get both sides. I certainly do. When you say... You know, you're you're on a run, and is it? You know, we we always use that term, uh, championship or bust, right. World Series or bust, and and is that fair? And and then you assess the season if you get bounced out, say in football in the NFC title game. Now take a look at your season. How did your season go? Well, there were some good spots, but is is it too strong to say failure? You and I have had this conversation. Okay, so this is good because we had a topic about the Brewers, and we never, of course, got to it on our show. 
But Mark Atanasio, I don't know if he was talking to the media or if it was just Todd Rosiak, but I read it in Rosiak's piece. Yeah, and, to the team. He, uh, he addresses the team every year, and he did it yesterday morning. Right. Yeah. So Atanasio talking about when he took over the team 18 years ago, his deal was in doing his research was teams that quote unquote went for it and spent a bunch of money a couple of years always fell back and then took a while to figure it out and to climb back out of it. And that his deal is he didn't really want to go down that road necessarily, but he wanted to make sure they were competitive and could stay competitive year in and year out. And he said in his mind, they have done just that. And what I wanted to know was how would people assess Antonasio as an owner? Because right now with the Bucks, with Giannis, it is finals or bust. With the Packers and Rodgers, it has been, and with Brett, Super Bowl or bust. It doesn't feel like, to me, it's ever been World Series or bust for this Brewers team, regardless if they had Braun and Fielder, regardless if they've they've got a great pitching staff now. It's never been to that point, I don't think, with Brewers fans. but And it's tough to slam your own favorite team and say, well, that season, you know what, you guys failed that year. You didn't get to the Super Bowl, Green Bay, or... You know, in this case, Milwaukee Bucks, if, if they get bounced out, you know, it's like you didn't win the championship. How would you assess that then? Last they year was won- a failure for the Packers. No question. And that's, that's the thing. And I, I, I think it is perspective because one of the news and notes that I had last week, or maybe uh, it was on Monday, uh, was that J.J. Um, Watt talked about the assessment of the Arizona Cardinals. And after they were, you know, 7-0, and and then they go on to win just four four games after that he said the season was a massive failure so it is perspective and you know I I I want my guys that as we started this conversation I want my guys to say I I find nothing wrong with everybody just saying World Series I find nothing wrong with the NBA uh, Milwaukee Bucks saying yes we're going to win the championship or in this case Dave Roberts for the Dodgers saying it I don't necessarily uh, chastise him for saying it, but it just gives me more ammunition to hate that yep, team. No question. They're, they're just so good. They're just, I mean, on paper, they, they're, st- they're so stacked. It's, it's pathetic. Sounds good. Tim Allen coming up for Rami Makhlouf next here at 3 o'clock, taking you up to 6. Sam Schmidt's producing like always. Tim Allen, have a good weekend, my friend. Yeah, you too. Toodles, everyone. Have a good weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.